Hello. Hello. We're doing our weekly normal episode. Yeah, <laughs> yes, yes, exactly. that's normally what we do. <laughs> We've just come off of recording our Patreon yeah. um, chat episode. So, so if you want to get in on that, sign up to Patreon. Exactly. The Weird Sisters Patreon. <laughs> I started that realising I didn't know what the link was. <laughs> Go to Patreon and look for the Weird Sisters podcast, there W-Y-R-D. There we go. There's the person who does all the technology. Exactly. <laughs> um, and we've got a couple of shout-outs for our Weirdling Patreon. Yes. So a massive, massive thank you to Molly Clean. Woo! And Holly Wilson. Woo! Molly and Holly. Yes. Yeah. You guys rock. You are amazing. Just like knowing that we are creating content that people actually want to listen to and support us with. We're not just screaming into the void. Exactly. It's yeah, really it's incredible. Affirming and just like, ah, we are actually doing something cool. I think we both just had a day of just kind of feeling a bit stunned and shell shocked last week of being like, Oh my god, people yeah Care. they listen and they enjoy it <laughs> enjoy not... it enough to give us some of their hard-earned money yeah. to make it even better yeah to help us continue it like yeah. that is just i don't know yeah overwhelmingly Incredible. like humbling and yeah, yeah. makes feel you guys really... are amazing yes so thank you ever so much yes um and yeah um straight onto the case yes Seeing as we now do our chatty bit for for patreons yeah um, yeah I feel like things are still going to come out. I know. <laughs> um, I also um, have got a fun cold from mm. all the bugs going around the schools yep. at the moment. Well, it's been a bit hit and miss recently. Yep. I was really ill, you were really ill, and now you're ill again. Exactly. So. Um, but we were like, we can't miss another week. So I'm soldiering through it with yeah. Lemset and a very croaky voice. Yeah. So <laughs> let me know if you prefer my croaky voice and I will mm. go and lick ill people. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I won't really no ill people were harmed in the making of this podcast (laughs) apart from me yeah (laughs) (laughs) um, so yeah um, this week it's not not like a really upbeat good one like last week not as happy as my brilliant one but it is a not like a wilderness survival case those are Becca's specialties yes Um, (laughs) but it is a case where the victim does survive which is really positive yes exactly as horrific as it is what we're going to talk about like you can be safe in the knowledge that she does survive yeah so it's shit but it's not that shit (laughs) It's shit, but she's alive. Yeah. Which, and know. she's living a good life now, as far as I'm aware. I hope so. Yeah. <laughs> so. so, yeah, we are looking at the Slender Man stabbing case. So, Ooh. I know what the Slender Man is um, from the Creepy Pastors because I used to be obsessed with Creepy, but not obsessed as the <laughs> girls people. in this case no. about the Creepy Pastors. <laughs> I was going to say, are you going to reveal something? <laughs> um, but yes, yeah, so I would read them all. Um, I don't think you did, Becca. Like, what was this on? Was this like Reddit? Or yeah, something? like Reddit. And there's also, which I didn't know, there's actually a creepy pasta like page, oh, like an website, website forum. Thing. Oh, yeah. I was never into. No, that I think that kind of stuff I was a bit too young for, yeah. or I'm just not technological enough. <laughs> I was on a few like <laughs> really like nerdy fangirly like um band forums yeah for, like this <laughs> glam rock band from sweet from finland called oh, negative negative they're yeah. amazing oh my god just because this has come up <laughs> i had 
the like I had just a depressing discovery oh. the other day. Do you remember? <laughs> everyone's going to judge me now. Do you remember when I was like a teenager and me and my friends would like pretend to be the people from the band? Yes. <laughs> and I was named after Sir Christus. Yes. I one of the guitarists. Oh my God. And people would call me Chrissy. He's he dead. dead. No. Yeah. What? I looked him up the other day because I was telling Troy about negative. No. And I was like, oh, I'm going to look them up. And yeah, Sir Christus is dead. How? Uh, they don't. The cause has never been released. What? But his dad died from like heart failure oh, or so something. It could be so like it might be that or yeah. drugs and that. Well, or... they did a lot of drugs. Exactly. I think. It's like glam rock. I mean. Oh yeah. my god! But yeah, I looked at him and I was like, "Wait, what?" But Whoa. he's like the same age, or was the same was... age as me? No, older. He was born in seventy nine. So. About ten years old, yeah. Me? But yeah, he died in I think twenty seventeen. That's like what? that's well, so long ago as well. That's the thing. I was well. I felt <laughs> awful. I was like, I didn't know when he's been dead years. <laughs> but yeah, just so so R.I.P. Yeah, but not even old either. Well, R.I.R. Rest in rock. Yeah, he was like thirty nine. I think. God, that's so young. So really, really sad. So yeah, like shout out to negatives and their fans and Sir Christus and his family. Like you just had to get death in here, didn't you? Yes. (laughs) But yeah. Um, But yes, I was on a forum for that band. Yeah, but not Um, creepy pastors. But no, No. especially because I was a very wimpy child. Yes, as you recall. (laughs) So (laughs) I would not have been your thing. I couldn't even watch Hook without running out of the room. (laughs) Like every time there was that like lightning bolt and there's the knife in the Nope. I would run out of the room until that bit was over. You also like, couldn't watch like the never ending story. You had to hide from the nothing. Yes. Wolf. Yes. <laughs> and the bit with the the I what are they called? Like the um Oh the um idols, not idols, the, um, the Oracle gate, Oracles that when they kill that horseman. Yeah. That <laughs> terrified me um, yeah i am a very sensitive natured person <laughs> highly strong well, i loved the creepy very, pastors i was a I think dubbed a crybaby a lot as a child it's better than being called a siamese cat come on <laughs> <laughs> yeah um yes yeah, so no that stuff i think just wasn't yeah either wasn't my generation so much or just wasn't my thing but um no so i was mm. but so i kind of knew about this mm. but for me, I think in my head, the girls that were involved in this case were sort of 14, 15. So I mm. guess the sort of same sort of age that I was when I started reading yeah. stuff. But they were actually just turned 12. Oh, So wow. like the same age as my eldest. Yes. Yeah, and that just made it really hard Jesus. to yeah, research. Jesus, she is about to be the age they were. Yeah. Wow. And I can't imagine her doing something like no. this. No. I hope I can't ever imagine Always Oh, friends that ended up doing this. Yeah. And oh. just, like, the whole way through the case, like, it just keeps on striking you. Um, mm. How all three of these girls were just, like, such little girls still. Wow. Twelve. Yeah. Mm. So, to get on with it, um, we'll go back to... There was a competition... Four creepy pasta submissions in 2009, mm-hmm. which feels like just yesterday, but was actually <laughs> 13, 13 years, years ago. ago. God. Um, and the forum was called Something Awful. Okay. So um, it's fitting. Yep. <laughs> so in response to a Photoshop competition where people were asked to create like paranormal images, mm-hmm. um, a guy called Eric Knudsen 
um, this is quite funny surname. Eric Knudsen. Uh, he had the username of Victor Surge. Oh wow! Um, <laughs> like a bad superhero. Or like an energy drink. Yeah. <laughs> Victor Surge. The surge of victory. <laughs> so he created two black and white photos showing mm-hmm. like this unnaturally tall and thin figure yep. with a featureless face in the background of groups of children. Ooh, lovely. Which I think we can all picture that yes. image. Um, <clears throat> and yeah, that was how the Slender Man was initially born. Huh. Just like for a competition. Yeah. That's so weird. So... Yeah. On top of the photos, um, Nudson also provided some text with them, which wasn't typical for the competition, but mm. I guess he just thought, I'll go the extra mile and stand out. Yeah. So, as well as giving the being the name of Slender Man, which, you know, is very on the nose. And yeah, long, <laughs> to the thin point. man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, he also provided text under the photos. Mm. So, the text under the first photo was... We didn't want to go. We didn't want to kill them. But it's persistent silence and outstretched arms horrified and comforted us at the same time. Mm. 1983, photographer unknown, presumed dead. Ooh, that's quite creepy. Yeah. Mm. So then under the second photo, he put one of two recovered photographs from the Sterling City Library blaze. Notable for being taken the day which 14 children vanished after what is referred to as the Slender Man. Oh. Deformities cited on film defects by officials. Fire at library occurred one week later. Actual photograph confiscated as evidence. 1986, photographer Mary Thomas, missing since June 13th, 1986. Oh, see, that <coughs> makes it feel really credible. Yeah. That sounds like a real thing. And, like, with the creepy pastors and that, mm-hmm. that is one of the hallmarks of them. Like, especially on the like reddit subreddit yeah pastors mm-hmm. is that you don't break the sort of fourth wall and you have oh. to like go along and with it oh, being okay. real they pretend that it is real yeah. okay there's a really good series that i was obsessed with where lots of different people did stories along that sort of were based in the same sort of universe and everything mm-hmm. and same phenomenon um, yeah. and it was to do with this like weird mold and <laughs> the weird mold would like take over towns and stuff but it would also infect people and it would give them these unnatural horrible smiles on their faces oh, and like ew. distorted arms and backs and stuff okay that's really and, freaky yeah oh. Oh, i was obsessed with it lovely <laughs> um, <laughs> so yeah so um, back to the Slenderman <laughs> ones. Um, after the photos were submitted, people started, like I just sort of hinted at with the mould one, people mm. would start adding to the urban legends. Uh, and okay, they so did just this Slenderman, yeah. yeah. Um, and so it like kept on snowboarding until it became like the cult phenomenon it is now. Mm. I guess if you're 12 and yeah. you're looking at this, and especially back in 2009, again, like even now, teaching yeah. kids and teenagers have to be safe online. It's hard. Yes. Even less sort of known about and cared about then. Like, and then you've got this thing that there's loads of different sources and different people doing yeah. it. It's going to seem very real yeah. and very credible. And, and as we'll get into later as well, um, two of the girls that were obsessed with the Slender Man um, had quite a few mental health problems as well, ah. which makes it even harder to like be able to distinguish reality from fiction. Yeah. So, yeah, 
this Slenderman phenomenon um, continued. And then in 2014, um, it would end up playing a part in the attempted murder of a girl by her 12-year-old best friend and her friend. Um, who her 12-year-old best friends were just gripped with hallucinations and mental illnesses. Oh, wow. Which, I think, doing this podcast, it's highlighted it even more to, like, you and me as well, that Mm. all too often we just see society failing everyone involved. Mm. Like, there's more than just the victim that's a victim. Yeah. Like, Like, they are far and away, like, incredibly important and deserve sort of all of our sympathy god yeah but yeah like a lot of the time it's not as simple as just saying oh this person was just a bad person yeah they started off maybe not being and didn't get the help that That they prevented yeah Yeah. god so it's sad on all sides yeah you know we don't run out of sympathy necessarily no it's a bit like i guess when people say like you have kid and then you have another kid like you don't share the love between them yeah you have you more have more of it yeah yeah it's the same thing as like we can feel you're like... not divvying up the sympathy into smaller amounts yeah exactly feeling saying that actually ways, a lot but... more people deserve some sympathy yeah yeah mm. so especially with this sort of thing where it's like these are kids and one of well both the kids that commit this awful crime do have undiagnosed mental health mm. issues yeah one of them really severe and it's heartbreaking oh gosh so yeah um back to the very start mm-hmm. so in 2002 on may the 16th matt geiser who was 30 and angie geiser who was 23 mm-hmm. um they welcomed their baby daughter into the world and named her morgan oh that's the name troy and i had used yeah. if we had a girl <laughs> that's funny and I'm guessing they met when, like, obviously Angie was an adult and stuff, because that's quite a big age difference at those ages, mm. but they seemed happy together. Yeah. Um, now, Morgan, by all accounts, had a happy home life um, mm-hmm. with parents who loved her. Her parents would later recall how, when watching Bambi, like, Morgan was unbothered by the mum deer's death. I don't know if the mum deer had a name or so. Just <laughs> mum. Yeah. <laughs> and how Morgan instead told Bambi to run. But okay. to me, that doesn't seem odd. No. Like, I think my eldest two would be like that. Yeah. I know I would have been as a kid. Like, the mum's dead. Get out there, Bambi, and save yeah, yourself. Yeah, like, she's still showing compassion because she's, yeah. like, telling Bambi to run away. She's exactly. like, you know, you're in There's danger. There's no point both of you dying. Yeah. And I think, I don't know, sometimes I think, obviously I work with kids and stuff, too much store can be put yeah. on, oh, they reacted this way to that or yeah. didn't react that way to this. Or... And I think it's probably something that you wouldn't even bat an eyelid at if they hadn't gone on to do something horrific. Yeah, exactly. It's like looking backwards and trying to find sort of indicators that they would go on to do yeah, something bad. exactly. Like, and people are very different and our experiences impact our outlook on life and yeah you know i had a i've got a student who they kind of made a comment about like mental illness um and this is a student who is incredibly they've shown like real deep like sensitivities and a way of like being able to see the world like they've really impressed me some of their analysis is like a level standard wow but 
a character with like depression they still were like and bear in mind this is also a student who they've had like mental health problems yeah they said well i don't agree with what they did though because depression's not the same as being sick and so it's like kids just don't see adults don't yeah adults don't people don't see the world in all the same ways and people find it very hard i think to understand that other people may react differently to them yeah exactly but that doesn't make their reaction wrong wrong. yeah exactly so So, yeah obviously with that student we kind of had a discussion about like well it is like being sick yeah (laughs) um, but yeah like you know kids also they there are some things that they're just they don't yeah comprehend and like so that doesn't extend to just kids no that's also just people sometimes so yeah um but yeah so with bambi um matt and angie said that they were concerned about morgan and her mental health Mm. um but that was fueled by the fact that i think they were worried that morgan would inherit her dad's schizophrenia Uh, i was just gonna ask like why specifically were they worried about her mental health that quickly but yeah he um he actually had schizophrenia himself. Oh, right. Okay. But they didn't talk about his troubles with Morgan. Mm. Um, so she was actually completely unaware that he had any mental health oh, wow. conditions. Oh, um, but they said that they were planning on telling mm. her when she was 16. Oh. So I'm assuming his schizophrenia, like, it was controlled and wasn't <sighs> in the... Like, it wasn't, it wasn't controlled, but oh, he okay. thought that he could manage it. Ah, it was okay. milder than some, I yeah. think. Okay. But um, as Morgan would later went on to point out, she was just like, I don't know what, why they thought 16 was this magical age where mm. like, you can suddenly lay that on me. Yeah, like, especially if it's something you're concerned she might inherit. Yeah. And I think they were hoping that it would be <clears throat> mild and controllable like her dad's. Yeah. And that telling her at 16 would still be before go her, she may struggle with it. Oh, but... Isn't it easier? Obviously, people are allowed to have their own way of doing yeah. things. I'm never going to say, oh, you know, you're a bad parent for doing something a different way. Um, you know, unless somebody really is, like, you know, don't hit your kids or something. Yeah. <laughs> That's bad. Um, but I do kind of think, a bit like with adoption and stuff. Yeah. Personally, I think surely it's easier for them to just have accept. always known. Yeah, if they've always yeah. known it, it's not going to be this upsetting thing because yeah. they'll just that's just they're normal yeah i know i struggle sometimes with my anxiety and like you can't always hide that from no and why shift you yeah Yeah. like like you just tell them no i'm struggling with feeling anxious at the moment it's not anything that anyone's doing no it's just yeah and that's normal and healthy because then they learn how to deal with their emotions and yeah yeah just you know kids are so much more resilient than i think people allow them to be or expect them to be so mm. yeah um i also wanted to briefly touch on matt's schizophrenia mm-hmm. so matt had grown up in a like really religious household oh, okay um so his mother didn't actually believe in medication for mental mm. health issues Ooh. Yeah. um instead she put his troubles down to the battle between like god and the devil and good and evil right yeah i feel like dr evil right (laughs) um now matt did go on to get treatment for his schizophrenia when he was old enough to like leave home oh good for him though that he actually did go and seek out treatment yeah didn't just think oh this is what it is and exactly wow um so he did get the treatment um but he found that 
it numbed the joy and happiness too. Oh, okay. Which I know I've had medication for anxiety before, and sort of the wrong dosage or the wrong medication, it can, you can just feel completely numb Ah, to the world. So you don't have the negative Mm. emotions, you just don't have any emotions, Ah. and you just feel like a robot in a way. It's horrible. Yeah, I've never been medicated for my mental health stuff. Yeah. And I guess that has been a big factor in that is me worrying about those sorts of things. But I think they're good at recognising it now, and Mm. I'm still on um, some anxiety medication at the moment, but... Does it actually help? Yeah, it's a small enough dose of the right one that it helps just take... Like, the anxiety's still there at times, Mm. but it just takes the edge off of it so that I can control it as opposed to completely numbing it. Yeah. Which seems much better. Yeah, yeah, because then it's not stopping you from feeling. Exactly. Okay. So, I don't know whether... I mean, obviously, this was a long time ago, so mental health care was shockingly bad compared to yes. nowadays. It's still bad. It's still bad nowadays. Yeah, it's still dreadful. Um, so I don't know whether... If Matt had maybe tried different medication or dosages and that he could have found one... That worked, That helped yeah. better for him. But obviously, as well, like, it's... Yeah things have moved on since then anyway yeah so um he decided because of this um that he would go on to live his life unmedicated okay um he wanted to experience all the euphoric highs um even if it meant experiencing the crashing lows too okay which i can respect yeah like that's yeah as long as he's not harming anyone that is his yeah or himself yeah um but this bit's creepy. Okay. Um, yeah. So there was one instant when he was only seven years old mm-hmm. when he woke up to see what he thought was the ghost of his unborn baby sister hovering above him. I'm sorry, what? Yeah, did now his he... mum was pregnant. Oh, I was just going to say, did he have an unborn baby sister? <laughs> I... He did. Oh. Um, he ran to tell his parents, um, like in mm-hmm. their bedroom, and he told he told he told he, he told his mum that the baby was dead. Oh, ooh. now obviously, yeah, obviously his mum and his dad reassured him and resettled him. Mm-hmm. But then they had oh, no. just like this routine, I think, appointment a couple of days oh, later. No. Okay, but yeah, it turned out that the baby had passed away. Oh my god! Which is just were they able to date it to like I don't that know. day or something? I don't know, but that is just so creepy. God, and his oh mum actually apologised for not believing oh, him. That is really, really strong of her. Yeah, like and it's so important, I think, for parents to apologise yeah. to their kids. But it's just oh. like, how can you? How could you know that? Like, I don't think I could look at my kid the same way again. Because no. I'd be like, how did you know? It's like, just so fuck? prophetic. Yeah. And it's just like, did they know? Was it just a, they're worried about that and it was just a horrible coincidence? Yeah. Like, but, oh. oh my God. So, yeah. And then, There's of course. parents as well. That's. Oh, excuse me. Bless you. Excuse me. <laughs> that's going to make it harder with the schizophrenia because you're mm. going to start 
believing your hallucinations. Yeah. How do you know when something's yeah. not real or when it might be? Like, like I know everyone says, trust your gut. Mm. We have a sixth sense and a gut for a reason. Oh my god. But and yes, I would love to live by that, and I try to. Yeah. But with anxiety, exactly, you cannot always no. trust your gut. If I trusted my gut, I would never do anything, and I would run away from absolutely everything. If I trusted my gut, every time I got on a plane, I'd be screaming, "The phalange! <laughs> they don't even have a phalange!" <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Like ah, oh, like I hate it when they start taxiing the plane, and you're yep. just like, this I is can't it. get off. I can't get yep. off. Oh. oh my god, that was the thing. I felt so claustrophobic when we were going to Poland that yeah. time, and we were stuck on the plane for hours, like three hours. And, but delay. it was like we were shut on and couldn't get off, yeah. and it was like we were stuck in there so long the claustrophobia was like and then we had those people talking behind us about if you met your maker today oh my god yeah you always end up with like really terrifying people near you on public transport yep you had that on the train recently I did just a few weeks ago (laughs) it's just like what's going to happen when I fly to Florida by myself oh my god (laughs) (laughs) but yeah so um with going back to Matt and his schizophrenia and their sort of worry for Morgan. Now, Angie did know that Matt had schizophrenia when they got together. Mm-hmm. Um, and that he still experienced hallucinations, which included like seeing Satan standing behind him oh. in mirrors. Ooh. And he goes on later to say that, like, in relation to his daughter and stuff like that, like with her struggles and that, that of course you know satan's not standing behind you how do you know but satan is at the same time standing behind you that's horrible you can feel him he's oh, real he geez. can touch you but oh you... they can feel him. yeah like you I know he's not real but like at the chills. same time he is real i have got like my skin is crawling right now yeah oh, oh. oh. that so, is horrifying yeah um so yeah angie and matt Umd and Ard um, over whether they'd have a baby because they're worried that the chances of passing down schizophrenia. Uh, okay. Is it quite like? Is it very hereditary? Yes. Well, studies have found that children who have a parent with schizophrenia mm-hmm. are forty times more likely to have schizophrenia oh, than wow. the general population. That is quite a big yeah. jump. So, for just the, for one parent, yeah. As well. wow. And for the general population. Between 0.25 and 0.64% of people mm. have schizophrenia. So, for schizophrenia in childhood, this goes down to around 0.0025%. So, a very small number of people have it okay. in childhood. Yeah. But because of the 40% more times more likely to have it, yeah. it gave Morgan a 1% chance of developing schizophrenia in childhood. Okay. And then a 10% chance of developing it overall. Oh, wow. Because, yeah, 1% doesn't feel too bad. But then 10% ever In is your lifetime, yeah. yeah. Is my maths really bad? Does it work this way? Like, if both parents had schizophrenia, it would be a 80% chance. Is that how that works? No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> if it doubled your chance, mm. so then it'd be 80 times more likely, so then it'd be a 2% chance. Oh, right, yeah, 80 childhood. times more likely, not yeah. 80%. Yeah. And then okay, yeah. 20% chance of developing overall, but yeah. I don't know if, if it, that's how it, how works. it works like yeah. that. Okay. Um, and there were signs that Morgan was struggling um, oh. and wasn't neurotypical from a young mm. age. So when she was a toddler... 
She'd tell her parents how ghosts were hugging her and biting her. Biting her? Yeah, which, okay, hugging I can accept, but yeah, like, biting okay. is terrifying. Jesus. Um, the colours would melt from things around oh. her. Oh, ooh. That's and, not normal. Yeah, she also heard voices in her head oh, who gosh. she came to know as her friends oh. and she named them Maggie and Seb. <laughs> okay. So, no, but they didn't scare her. No. Like, mm. Maggie and Seb seemed to be a positive force in her life, almost like guardian angels. Oh, okay. Um, they tried to sort of keep her safe. Um, so it's kind of like, yeah, that part of her brain, wow. I guess, is trying to help. Yeah. Um, Morgan also saw the silhouette of a man standing behind her in mirrors. Uh, no. Which, but also that's extra creepy because obviously that's one of the symptoms yeah. that her dad experienced. Can, if it obviously is hereditary. Is it hereditary to, like, experience the same thing? I have or... no idea. Because that or seems is it very just weird. that they are a cursed family? Yeah, like, is this thing actually just following them? This is why I could not work in mental health, because, like, how do you know that the hallucinations people are having are just hallucinations? <laughs> like, to me, what if Morgan and her dad actually have a weird fucking demon creature attached yeah, to them. Yeah, that is just stalking them. Yeah. Oh, God. But, oh. <laughs> um, but yeah, so, she saw this dark figure, like, all her life. So, it's not hard later when she learns about the Slender Man to see how she yeah. believed that he was real. Yeah, that's true, because so many things are already normal to her. Yeah. Yeah. So... Morgan was also described as being a quiet child who mm-hmm. was really smart and creative. Okay. Um, she didn't have any real friends, sadly, Aww. as other children found her odd, which Aww. is just so sad. Children like, are I feel trash. so sad when children don't have friends. Yeah. Um, and t- to be fair, like before she went on to do what she did, which no one should do that, that's a shitty, awful thing to do, mm-hmm. she did sound like a cool kid when she was younger. Oh. So she named her two kinney pigs Thor and Loki. Aww. Which, again, is like, oh, were you born in the wrong time? Yeah. Because nowadays, kids would find that so cool. cool. But yeah, I guess 2009 was like before, Just before those came out, those films and stuff. Um, she also had a life-size cutout of Spock from Star oh Trek. Oh my god. Did I tell you he was voted, like, world sexiest man at one point? Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the old Spock as well, isn't it? Yeah, Leonard, Leonard Nimoy. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, and her parents, while, like, obviously feeling, like, down in a way that she didn't have these friends or social aspects mm. to her life, also weren't worried because they just thought, well, she's a strong, resilient little girl. Like, Aww. she'll be okay. Aww. So, once Morgan hit eight years old, um, Mm. things started changing, and she started losing, like, even more control over her hallucinations. Um, She woke up one night to see a creepy girl that, from what I read, must have looked like the girl from The Ring, which was Oh, what the fuck? Crouched on her wardrobe. Oh, God. Like a gargoyle. Oh, my God, like the conjuring witch. (sighs) So, up to this point, like turning on the light would get rid of anything like that had was scaring mm-hmm. Morgan with her hallucinations. Right. So she obviously tried that with this, just being like, "Hey, it's freaky, but I'll turn on the light, it'll go." Did it not work? It didn't go. No, oh it, it my stayed God. this time. No. 
no she's just no exercise her like jesus christ it's awful just i cannot imagine no God. And yet, and it was at this point as well that Morgan wasn't happy with just having her imaginary friends. Instead, she like just was really desperate. I think once her hallucinations, she couldn't control it by just turning on the light. Mm-hmm. Obviously, at that point, you start getting scared. Yeah, which is also going to translate to your like um, Maggie and Sev. Mm-hmm. And it's just like that needing human contact at this point. Yeah. And she even went and wrote out instructions on how to join a club, which I think she'd made up a club and she was, like, writing instructions for people to be able to join it and was hoping to hand them out. Oh, my gosh. That breaks my heart. Yeah. But, obviously, she never did. No. It's just horrible. So, when Morgan started the fourth grade, despite the other children wanting to have nothing to do with her, which is horrible... Children are just trash. Children don't know better. I think we raise children out of being psychopaths. Yes. But there's definitely a stage where they're just like... Yeah, you have to turn them into, like... Nice people. Nice people, yeah. Um, God. But yeah, there's this little girl called Peyton Lutner, and Mm -hmm. she saw Morgan sitting all alone. So Peyton said that when she saw this, she just felt so sad and bad for Morgan because she didn't like the thought of anyone having to sit alone. Aww. So she went and sat oh with God. her. This kid isn't trash. I know. What so good they, kids do exist? They quickly became like really good friends, and Morgan would later say that Peyton was her only friend for a really long time. Aww. So Aww. Peyton was obviously the same age as Morgan, mm-hmm. um, and during kindergarten, okay, she had apparently got the nickname Bella, which had stuck. Okay. But I'm just going to call her Peyton because everywhere that, references yeah, her as Peyton. And her name. If yeah. that was her nickname, it's still not my place to call her her nickname. Yeah, we don't know her. Exactly. <laughs> so Peyton could be a bit of a goody-goody, apparently. <laughs> uh, she reminds me of my eldest because mm-hmm. uh, she would tell on classmates when they were being mm, naughty. Does sound like your eldest, don't yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, And Peyton and Morgan, they just struck up this really firm friendship. They both loved cats, um, but there were differences. Like, Peyton loved drawing them and looking after them, so she volunteered at the local cat shelter. Mm-hmm. Um, Morgan, on the other hand, wanted to be a cat. Okay. Yeah. So Fair enough. They loved them in slightly different ways. Yeah. D- um, she should have been born in a slightly different time. Yeah. Because now you... Like especially when I was a teenager, it was popular as well. Like you dress up as a cat. Yeah, you could yeah. buy those like fairy tales and like things yeah. with cat ears on. The kind um, of I don't know, yeah, like the sort of vanilla furry yeah. movement, innocent I furry. Guess. Yeah, <laughs> um, and they yeah they both also loved Harry Potter, which who doesn't? Yeah, um, like, and they loved the color purple. Oh, okay, like so. the literal color, not the book the colour yes okay. the literal colour <laughs> you followed that after Harry Potter like so quickly I was yeah. like <laughs> I think that's probably a bit of a heavy book for fourth graders I was thinking yeah yeah <laughs> so yeah and their friendship oh this I said that like it was a positive thing it wasn't oh no um, their friendship wasn't completely without problems or differences oh. Morgan developed an enjoyment for reading serial killer books while Peyton found them scary Okay, I mean... And yeah, yeah, initially I was like, what the hell, Morgan? Like, you're Mm. just a kid. Yeah. But then at the same time, she's ten or so at this point. Okay. She's going through a shit ton of scary stuff herself, mental health problems, hallucinations and Mm -hmm. that. 
So it's probably like a safe way of processing some of this scary yeah, stuff. Maybe. Yeah. And I think I was probably a similar sort of age where I discovered true crime and yeah. started yeah. getting interested in it and scary stories and True. Yeah. yeah. So I, I don't yeah. think again it's necessarily as red flaggy as it looks when you yeah. look back on it. It maybe is with hindsight, but yeah. it's something that you couldn't necessarily pick but out. But at the same time, I think there's plenty of other 10, 11, 12-year-olds that start developing an interest in it around then and don't go on to commit awful crimes. Yeah, and like with my anxiety, yeah, I definitely find like horror films help me regulate it. Because yeah. Because it's like a, contr- a way I can control the fear. Exactly. So, yeah, it's true. So, Peyton... She's so sweet. She would also keep Morgan's behaviour sort of in check. Um, For example, if Morgan got the urge to pull the fire alarm or eat pills from the floor... Okay, just never do that, No, Don't do floor pills. (laughs) Um, Peyton would ensure that she didn't, but at the same time, that's such a strong, awful, much-too-heavy responsibility for anyone, let alone a kid. Yeah, that's true. That's a big weight to be sort of worrying about that stuff yeah. from your friend yeah so over the three years while Peyton gained popularity with her peers um which isn't surprising she sounds like yeah, such sounds a nice kid but then kid. Peyton sounds yes troubled but also her heart seems to be in the right place Me Morgan yes yeah <laughs> sorry yeah no yeah she doesn't sound like a bad a, kid no she sounds like a nice person but just, yeah, yeah, it doesn't fit in. Like, exactly. Which, you know, who does? So Peyton always stuck up for others. Um, but Morgan, on the other hand, just became more and more withdrawn and quieter as a response to people shunning her. They'd, this is horrible again, they'd roll that... Like, I feel bad for Morgan, and I know she goes on to do a horrific crime, but before she's done that crime, yeah. which... I feel sorry for who she was what she was going through as a child and who she was at that point and even not meaning to be callous or anything like that but even with the crime like she's got such mental health problems i don't think you can just say she's a shitty person yeah um yeah she shouldn't have done what she's done and i feel so much for peyton but Hmm. i feel like morgan is a victim in a different way yeah yeah and i can see that again it's not black and white yeah so other people would roll their eyes if Morgan spoke in class. Oh. Um, they'd get up and leave if she joined their table or group. Wow. And they just would completely, like, isolate her whenever oh they God. could. And, like, make it known that they did not like yeah. her. She's horrible. Yeah. See, this I is... couldn't deal with at work. If people were rolling their eyes every time I spoke, I yeah. couldn't deal with that as an adult at work. Exactly. This is and why I, I hate school, though, because I think it's not healthy for that number of kids to all just be lumped together. Like, we learn as kids from being around adults, <laughs> and yeah. you can't... So you can't have kids learning how to be good people just from being around each other. Like, I don't know. No. You need adult sort of input into that, and you can't... You, there aren't enough adults in schools. I think yeah. it's... Sometimes we expect a hell of a lot more resilience and putting up with shit from kids than Mm. we do from adults yeah yeah we expect them to just let stuff go or ignore it or not be embarrassed or uncomfortable it's the same with like how little control they have over their lives which obviously they're kids like you're doing your best for them but Mm. if you're an adult and you had to jump every time someone said jump it would be so frustrating and i think we forget what position that puts 
kids yeah. then. Yeah, having to live by someone else's rules yeah. and do what they say and yeah. when they say it. Yeah, eat what they've decided you're going to eat when. Yeah. And yeah, like, I hate, like, as an adult, I am the happiest I've ever been. Yeah. Like, uh, being alive, yeah, like, because I'm in control of my life. Yeah, exactly. Like, that's what I hated about being a kid was, yeah, that lack of control. So, yeah, and it just, it's horrible. It got to the sort of point where the clicky in crowd even mm-hmm. told Peyton that she could join them if she stopped being friends with Morgan. Just so, like, mean girls. Hmm. You can't sit with us. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> um, Peyton, bless her, she refused. Oh. Um, and both girls wrote, <laughs> this, is, this bit's a bit gross and weird, they wrote a, like, friendship contract. Okay. Which they sealed by peeing on it. Uh, what? <laughs> no. what? Like, uh, what? How does that even work? Yeah, do you who's... do it in the shower? Do yeah, you just, like go into the loo and like pass it under the stall door. Yeah. And, like, when does who... it dry? Yeah, who's holding on to this soggy pee <laughs> exactly. paper? Do you... Yeah, I don't. I, I, I think I'd rather just pinprick my finger. Yeah. Why are kids gross? <laughs> oh, <no>. like, mm. <laughs> oh, so many questions with the practicalities of yeah that. that i still don't want to actually know no. it's just, oh, nice um, also like paper is not that absorbent that's not gonna like that's gonna run off it's it it's gonna stink well yeah true <laughs> um, oh. so yeah um morgan even later said that she and peyton would remain friends forever mm-hmm. that is until what happened yeah forever doesn't seem to have been as long her no. time as yeah. Hmm. So, when Morgan was eleven, mm-hmm. and this is just heartbreaking too. Like, you've got to say she was going through such shit. Yeah. She would often think about suicide and feeling a desire to die, but not knowing oh. why. But oh she's gosh. eleven. Yeah. Um. She said she even wanted to cut a Joker smile in her face and slit her wrist oh. after seeing the Dark Knight Rises. Oh my gosh. That's dark. Yeah. Wow. She's really that's like so that's someone who's struggling. Yeah. Um. One of her imaginary friends, I believe it was Seb. Um. He apparently talked her out of it. Oh my gosh. Which so, again is where these imaginary friends are actually a yeah, positive influence on her life. So often you kind of have that view of like schizophrenia is always like, oh, the voices yeah. made me do it. But these like, obviously there can be yeah not positive because it's yeah. it is like a mental illness symptom, but but. Yeah. Not just sort of, oh, they're making, they're sort of dangerous. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. There's no. so much stigma around these sorts of yeah. things still. It's also, it seems like this ideation as well could have gotten into her head after, at school she heard about, like, other peers whose parents had divorced. Okay. And I'm not blaming her dad at all. Mm-hmm. Like, it's so hard with kids. Um what to say to them and always thinking about how you may impact them yeah but morgan asked her dad what would he do if him and her mum got divorced ever oh and he just told her that he'd kill himself oh oh my god that's a not yeah thing, not a thing you say to your kid no but at the oh. same time he's he's unwell Ill, yeah. and like but, you wow. don't always Ooh. think it through what you say to no. your kid hmm that's so, not me morgan was sure that her parents wouldn't understand what she was going through. Mm. She probably may have been a bit more open if she'd known what yeah. her dad was going through. Yeah. But again, you can't point fingers or blame. No, and you all. can't 
you know, we can say maybe, but we don't know how things would yeah. have played out. Um, now, she would draw pictures where she would label herself as, and this is her word, not mine, mm-hmm. um, a nut job. Oh. And once she tried talking to her mum, now her mum did actually work in healthcare and neurology. Okay. Um, she had a full-time job doing that, while Morgan's dad was like a stay-at-home dad because obviously oh, okay. of his schizophrenia and yeah. mental health issues. Oh. That's so nice that, like, yeah, they had that yeah. dynamic and it wasn't so like, oh, you're the man, yeah. so it's weird Even to stay back at home. then. Yeah. Um, she told her mum that she was seeing colours. Okay. Her mum thought that she was just having a migraine and oh. that things would be fine and oh. told her as such. Mm-hmm. But Morgan was confused because her but I don't think she said this to her mum, but she was confused because yeah. her head didn't hurt and these colours were always there. Yeah. Oh, so it's sort of <sighs> lost yeah. in communication yeah. kind of thing. Now... <laughs> Morgan, the only person who she thought was noticing that she was struggling and changing was Peyton thinking that even if her parents were noticing then they must just not want to be accepting that Morgan was struggling. Yeah. So Morgan felt that she only had Peyton as a friend Mm -hmm. and as she was like descending into this paranoia and illness she was so worried that Peyton would get fed up of hanging around Aww. with, as she put it, the freak, oh, and that they'd just stop being friends. She just had such a negative self-image. Yeah. Like, oh. So then, in sixth grade, Anissa Weir appeared in Morgan's okay. life, and this is where, like, things just, mm. it's, what's the word, like, just implode yeah mm-hmm. like just negatively fated yeah way. just the wrong mix yeah. coming together um anissa and morgan met at the bus stop on the way to school and it turned out that they both lived in the same apartment complex mm-hmm. so anissa Healthy. was no, also sorry. going through <laughs> just the guy. <laughs> yeah. um, anissa was also going through a lot at the time and like morgan was just desperately lonely and craving friends okay so she wasn't in a great place no. either so again it's just, just such a shame that it takes such a catastrophic thing yeah you know? catastrophic like downward spin as opposed mm. to the other way it could have possibly gone mm. so more um sorry anissa's parents had announced that they were divorcing when anissa was 10 okay but then they'd spent the next 12 months still living together uh, while sorting arrangements yeah and stuff. that's confusing definitely. yeah and probably didn't lead for the most amicable no, like dynamic yeah now anissa's mum got a new boyfriend during that time oh gosh that's not gonna have helped either no and he sounded delightful ah um oh, great. He had multiple DUIs. Okay. And Anissa's mum would always vent to Anissa about how her boyfriend hated his family. Oh, great. And so parentification yeah. as well, which is, I'm pretty sure, classed as abuse now. And, yeah, it is. Yeah. And Rightly so. Anissa's mum would also say that she found her boyfriend venting about this as hurtful mm. because and she told this to Anissa she said that she had no family herself what's Anissa then a fucking lemon for 10 year old Anissa to hear that her mum obviously doesn't see her as family wow how heartbreaking and then her family is dissolving so she's going to be like wait I don't have family exactly wow so 
Anissa's mum moved out and Anissa lived with her dad. Oh, okay. Well, that... Was her dad a good dad? Was this the better option? Because staying with the mum doesn't sound like it would have been great. Her dad was, I think, trying his best, but Uh. he was very preoccupied with his first wife oh. who was dying and he had two kids from that oh relationship. my gosh so he wasn't with this wife no like the no, ex-wife yeah but she was they it. had i think an amicable relationship okay. and co-parents together and yeah i mean even well unless your ex-partner is absolutely awful you're still probably going to be upset by your ex dying like most cases yeah unless you know obviously there are different circumstances circumstances. where if there's been like masses of abuse and stuff that's very different yeah but if your ex is like overall a good person yes and you're just sure that most people who are in that situation would feel very conflicting emotions and bad for the kid and just want to help out and yeah exactly yeah most people aren't going to wish have the need to wish death on them. <laughs> no, exactly. Like, yeah. Um, so yeah, his first wife, she'd been diagnosed with a blood disorder in high school. Oh, gosh. Um, and she'd been told that she wouldn't live beyond 40, oh. which seemed to be the case. She oh, was gosh. 39 at this point oh, and she God. was dying. Wow. Um, gosh, that's sad. And this is her, like older half-siblings were living with um, their mum and having mm-hmm. to be carers for her. Mm. Um, and obviously, Anissa's dad was trying to be supportive, and yeah, it was just, just shit yeah. all round. You can—it's not right, but you can understand him struggling to have the yeah. mental space for Anissa. Yeah. Sadly, and Anissa, sadly, she's again seems like she was a good kid until what happened. Mm. She tried not to bother her dad, oh. and when she did mention about struggling with the divorce, her dad brushed it off thinking that she'd be fine lots of kids deal with divorce she's got good grades she's a strong resilient kid i guess when you've got that kid there on one hand and then you've got your other kids and it's like their parent dying it's easy to think oh your problems aren't that big but they are to her because they're the only big problems she's got and she yeah described it as just that she felt that the love of her parents was just completely conditional for her. Oh, my her. gosh. Oh. So, at school, she was a stickler for rules because mm-hmm. of this. Okay, a bit like Peyton, in a way. Like Peyton, but unlike Peyton, where Peyton would go and dob in the kids to the <laughs> teachers, <laughs> Anissa would take it on herself to be sort of the what's the word like disciplinarian disciplinarian yeah okay and she'd resort to violence at times oh, okay. if she saw other kids break the rules ah so yeah not not good no, not not yeah <laughs> only similar to a point yeah um, and the teachers didn't think she was a bully they just thought she was struggling yeah and lashing out and didn't know how to handle stuff mm. um and were they were more worried about her being bullied than about her bullying mm-hmm. um she had a lisp and a younger appearance and behavior at times oh, as well okay hmm. um psychiatrists as well would later conclude when they like studied and worked with Anissa that she had an overriding need to be accepted and liked ah and that she just felt that no one ever had accepted and liked her for oh, who gosh. she was and because of that that she'd do almost anything to achieve this even if it meant compromising her own values yeah. 
Oh, which is just horrible. Again, like, yeah, really toxic. Kind of just yeah, it, view of herself yeah. and life and people mm. and, and how to get people to like I you. I can't yeah. imagine being 11 and dealing with this shit. No. God. So, with everything going on at home and school and everything, Anissa started to withdraw and isolate herself as well. Mm-hmm. So, sort of almost putting herself voluntarily in a way, like not consciously voluntarily, but putting herself in that position that morgan was yeah she quit things like girl guides that she previously enjoyed and instead she started getting stuck into fantasy games online and she discovered the creepy pastas again that sort of very isolated and sort of kind of not in touch with reality yeah exactly just living in this made up world hers is made up by other people and the community she's in online whereas Morgan's is made up by her mental illness but yeah. they're very you can see dualities between yeah. it so much mm. so then there was all of a sudden Morgan mm-hmm. and her and Anissa connected and developed an intense friendship oh okay like um, sort of almost codependency yeah, I'm I think guessing so. from the way you said that yeah Mm. They caught the bus together every day and they bonded over their shared love of horror, urban legends. Mm-hmm. And Anissa got Morgan into the creepy pastors as well. Oh, okay. Um, Anissa, having been incredibly lonely, just latched onto Morgan. Ah. Obviously, Morgan had this other friend, but his she's so worried that she's going to abandon her. He's mm. someone else that she can bond with who won't yeah. as well. Yeah, so it's just, as, as you say, this hyper-codependent. Mm. They're both so scared of being alone. They will cling to each other as they are drowning. Yeah. Oh. Um, Nissa was super jealous about Peyton. So you've got Anissa being super jealous about Peyton, Morgan being terrified that Peyton's going to leave. Yeah, so sort of almost like that relationships tenuous yeah. in its strength and on her side Anissa felt that she could never be secure in Morgan's friendship with Peyton still about uh, oh no mm. and so with this jealousy Anissa took to bullying Peyton and Peyton yeah. was left confused mm-hmm. Morgan was happy to take charge of games and their friendship and that when she was with Peyton yeah. but when they were around Anissa Morgan would follow Anissa with no question. Okay, so Anissa sort of was the leader in a way, when it was all of them. It seemed to be, but mm. An- Anissa would say that it was Morgan. Like, yeah. It's hard to pick mm. their relationship apart. Yeah, very complex dynamic. Yeah. Um, and this uncomfort and dislike um, that Peyton had for Morgan's best friend it didn't stop Morgan's friendship developing with Anissa. Mm-hmm. They would email after school and well into the night. Oh, wow. um, and Anissa would be there for her in a similar way to Peyton. Mm. Um, and I just wanted, obviously I mentioned earlier how Peyton would like be there to stop Morgan doing self-destructive, like impulsive acts, like yeah. picking up pills and eating them. Yeah. And Anissa would do the same. Okay. Um, Morgan... At one point, it's funny but not funny, and mm. just oh, um, she wandered into a boy's bathroom as it had the word "come" like C U M written uh, on the door. Okay, and she thought it meant "come in." Oh, bl- so get <laughs> so like little, little girl, yeah, just child, not yeah. understanding context for things, and, and so Anissa oh. just like dragged her out. Oh, there, just like, what are you doing? Yeah, so Anissa was <laughs> sort of also a bit more. 
uh, what's one kind of like socially savvy? Uh, street smart. Yeah. Really. yeah, yeah, that's the sort of term I was looking yeah. for. Yeah, but then Morgan was an only child, and Nissa, I'm guessing, had had contact with her older mm. half siblings. Yeah, so she oh. probably would be. Mm. Um, yeah, and then this is horrible, and this boy is scummy. Mm. Um, when a boy started being really like. I've got down here inappropriate on the bus, but it's basically sexually harassing Morgan. Um, He'd do things like telling her he had made a rape baby with a stripper. I'm sorry, what? Yep. And did she want him to rape her? Um, Yeah, that is definitely sexual harassment. Yep. That's like verbal harassment. Um, He Um, also made comments about shanking her in the boob, and he shoved her into lockers. So this boy is just... I... Yeah, yeah, my initial thought is you're absolute scum, but then also, how old is this boy? Yeah. Like for him to be getting these yeah. ideas He's at the same got time. A load of shit going on yeah. clearly with him. Mm. So Anissa and I know I shouldn't be like good on her, but I good on her. <laughs> <laughs> shit it's not the right way of dealing no. with it, probably. But some people you just have to make sure yeah. that they know not to mess with you. Yes. We can um, get a vicious sense of like justice but we're not endorsing these actions no (laughs) um she punched him and made him cry and this gave morgan the backup and confidence to slap him herself oh and then he left her alone yeah 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 don't trade sexual harassment for physical assault but equally don't treat people shittily and you won't get you know um, shit back at you sometimes you've got to stand up for yourself yeah he fucked around he found out yeah that don't play stupid games win stupid prizes yeah <laughs> don't uh, don't pick on like women and girls because oh they're weak and feeble yeah. and or that. because it, you think it makes you feel like the big man exactly yeah you get a power trip from it yeah. uh, no yeah. fuck off thank you yeah. um, um but yes not endorsing attacking somebody not endorsing for, violence but no. also like they sometimes obviously felt threatened and you're going to have consequences for your actions people yes don't uh, sexually harass people. No. So, yeah. So, Morgan stayed friends with Peyton. Mm-hmm. And so it, she obviously did really value yeah. that friendship. She wasn't kind of just like, oh, here's someone who's no, giving me also she, what I, I need. I don't so. think she knew how to juggle the two. Yeah. Um, and Anissa felt left out, and she desperately wanted to feel like Morgan and her were best friends to mm. the exclusion of all others. Um, and again, psychiatrists later would observe that rejection by peers affected Anissa in such a strong, difficult, okay. like almost world-shattering way. Ah. So, as I said, so yeah, as I said, Anissa introduced Morgan to the creepy pastors, and then they stumbled on the Slender Man creepy pasta. Mm-hmm. Morgan was shocked. Um, she recognised him as the thing that she'd seen standing behind her in all her reflections. Oh, ooh, she was just like, shit, horrifying. this is what I've always seen. Ooh, great. Um, and where before Anissa had just like been happy to read random creepypastas, mm-hmm. with the discovery of the Slender Man and Morgan's like recognition of it, this all changed. Oh. Um, oh, sorry. No, go on. I'm assuming... Peyton, I don't know, this doesn't sound like something she'd be into. Was this something just Morgan and Anissa did together? Yeah, Peyton didn't like this stuff. Mm -hmm. So, at the time the girls stumbled upon the Slender Man, um, 
as I said earlier, they were snowballing from the original competition piece. Mm-hmm. So there were now newspaper clippings, interviews, medical records, police records, secret oh, wow. service records, and psychiatrist <clears throat> records. Jesus. Obviously, well, not obviously, <laughs> they are all fake. But yeah. they all come with the tag of true story. And as I said ah. earlier, the whole premise of creepy pastors is that you tell them as if they're true yeah. you can't break that illusion mm. and the way that some like the pictures and stuff that you read out were described yeah was very convincing exactly and with like anissa and morgan being so young like you are going to take that mm. at, as, at face value yeah anissa i mean she didn't take it completely at face value okay she sort of looked into it later which we, mm-hmm. i suppose we'll get into later on um but she did actually try and work out and like whether it was real there was oh, okay this serial killer that was mentioned in one and she actually looked him up by name oh. and found someone convicted of killing people oh. with the same name that's gonna kind of then encourage yeah. her to think it's true so <laughs> they just took <laughs> to researching the crap out of it like mm-hmm. Like someone might research a polar bear or a serial killer, mm-hmm. or like a polar a... bear. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> 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 it just means... like, I'm going to research. <laughs> um, or like I'm researching this. Yeah, um, <laughs> just for such a random like somebody might research a polar bear. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. I was just going for things that people could research. And a polar bear stuck out, um, and. I remember being younger and like watching horror movies and worrying about whether it was actually real. Yeah, the ones that say, oh, basically, like, the, from the true story of. I remember watching The Ring and being freaked out for weeks after, <laughs> waiting for the phone to ring and just being like, well, perhaps they got the time wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I did have a friend who went to watch it in the cinema mm-hmm. and then their friend rung their phone as the credits started rolling. Yeah, <laughs> oh my God. So, yeah, with the devouring of all this content mm-hmm. the girls just became convinced that the slender man was real mm-hmm. morgan because she'd actually hallucinated the slender man yep and anissa because she'd oh this is why i mentioned it she'd found a creepy pasta story about a killer called jeff the killer jeff the killer yeah, <laughs> whose real name is meant to be jeffrey woods oh okay now when she searched him on the internet she found real newspaper articles where there was a mentally ill convicted felon called jeffrey wood oh yes and so to her, this proved that if that creepypasta's real, which yeah. it wasn't, but obviously to her it was now, mm. all of them are. Yeah. And so, yeah, the girl's love of creepypastas continued to grow. Morgan actually wrote one that she planned to submit oh, about wow. Jeff the Killer. Oh, my gosh. And this is so telling. In her story, mm-hmm. Jeff had been bullied as a child, but thought that he thought that it never bothered him. And then he realised that it did. Mm-hmm. And that he'd just shut that part out. Okay. So he snapped and lost his life. Mm. But Morgan put... He lost his life not because he committed suicide, but because he lost his mind. Oh. And at the end of the story, Morgan put that you should never bully people as when they get older, they get meaner. And also that you should never start bullying as if you do, all you'll do is get worse. Oh, my God. But it's so telling and heartbreaking. Yeah. That- he died but because he lost his mind yeah and the bullying and everything that feels like a real window into like her fears and her 
feelings and oh my god so, so sad mm. now the girls had also pieced together what they believed about slender man they pieced together that he lived in slender mansion and that he had other people from creepy pastors who were his proxies which oh. meant that he controlled them oh okay like a, a puppet. bit like okay. puppet possession okay. type thing um and they'd spend lessons writing down defenses about these proxies oh now, okay i have to mention one and that is the defense for two proxies called masky and hoodie <laughs> okay good names <laughs> okay <laughs> The defence for them was to offer them cheesecake. I uh, sorry, what? Yeah. <laughs> is this why you want to go to the cheesecake exactly. factory? <laughs> that would work for me. If I'm, like, chasing you and you're just like, do you want some cheesecake? I'd be like, yeah, we're good. So, yeah, that would be a total, total <laughs> way to get like, me. What do you do with the cheesecake? Like, get them to eat it and, like... Throw it at them? Yeah, like... Is it like you throw it at them and they melt? <laughs> yeah. Or do, do they... they get distracted by yeah. cheesecake? Like, yeah, do they really like it? Or is it that they're, like, allergic Scared to of it? it? Yeah. Lactose intolerant. And is it baked or is it the, like, chilled cheesecake? Is it like... Can it have fruit in it or... Yeah, is it, like, chocolate So cheesecake? many questions. <laughs> God, I love cheesecake oh, as I well. I really no, do. No, I want cheesecake. <laughs> so... Morgan, as you kind of asked earlier, she kept on trying to introduce Peyton into the creepypastas. But Peyton hated them. Mm. Um, She found them scary and couldn't see the attraction to them at all. Yeah, that's how I feel. Yeah. (laughs) I don't. I love them. but So she asked Morgan to stop sending her stuff to do with it. Mm -hmm. Admitting to Morgan at the same time that she'd never actually heard voices like Morgan did. Oh, wait, so she had She had told... gone along with it. Just oh, like, oh, yeah. can you hear Sav? Can you see Sav? And... Oh, Which, oh she's doing it to try and make Morgan feel better. Yeah, but... and like, kids are always yeah. doing like make-believe and stuff. Like, So she let Morgan know that she didn't and Morgan was crushed. Oh, I guess that's um, another, almost like rejection in a way. Yeah, she said she felt so betrayed. Oh. But she's really what's vindictive at ah, this point okay um she started sending peyton more stuff for okay. about the creepypastas uh. knowing that it made her afraid huh. and she'd tell her things like one of the Slenderman proxies would crawl through her window and stab her oh okay which then. is Lovely. one absolutely horrific yep. anyway but two just the eerie foreshadowing of it yeah just... that's true actually yeah it's very like yeah so yeah telling of future events exactly mm. prophetic um morgan also decided after this to now confide in anissa about the voices and hallucinations that she had oh, because she hadn't done that I was at this point say, did, worried did... that anissa would reject her oh now Anissa was excited when she learned about this. Okay. Um, Weird. <laughs> because, again, it was more proof about the Slender Man. Oh, right. Okay, yeah, she's like, oh, you're hearing the Slender yeah. Man and stuff. And oh. it was at this point that not only their friendship, but their obsession with the Slender Man, like, took ah, a giant leap see, forwards. I have heard this case before, obviously. Yeah. But I've never really had anyone explain why they thought it was yeah. real so that makes sense same i've just had it as just like oh these two crazy kids thought it was real yeah and but just not like, really like why that made sense to yeah. them yeah yeah okay that makes a lot more yeah. sense um 
and the girls now started talking about going in search of the slender man and finding a way to become his proxies Mm -hmm. which they believed would happen if they appeased him by killing someone he wanted yeah but the question now was who so it's at this point that things start to get murky as to what like a hundred percent the truth is yeah because both morgan and anissa give differing accounts both obviously laying the blame for what would happen with each other okay anissa said that to be proxies for slender man and having to kill someone to achieve it they should kill Peyton. right now anissa said that when morgan told her this she hesitated and asked if there was another way to which morgan shook her head oh morgan on the other hand said the idea of killing Peyton was anissa's who told morgan that to become slender man's proxies the person they killed had to be someone that Morgan loved. Okay. Which left no other option than Peyton. Right. So it's kind of impossible to know what actually happened. Yeah. <laughs> but you add in the fact that Anissa was always jealous of Peyton's friendship with Morgan, that mm. she bullied Peyton, and that Peyton had seemed to notice that Morgan would do what Anissa asked of her. To me, like it just leads more weight to the fact that Anissa came up with this idea mm. but we don't know no yeah. but with a victim agreed upon the girl started planning the murder in December 2013 it's just chilling though oh it's like gosh. at Christmas time as well yeah, like, any like time now. of the year is not yeah. good but yeah no I think it's a very fitting case of yeah, the time of year true yeah um, it's so, very yeah con- not contemporary um, continuous keeping the continuity yeah yeah um so yeah this oh they would talk about murdering Peyton while they were on the school bus oh and they hang on how they were just talking about murdering her like with other people around them they'd use code words so they'd even talk about it in front of Peyton oh god she's just so cold and chilling and horrific so they'd use the word cracker for knife and itch for kill oh um, and if Morgan got worried about what actually killing Peyton would be like, mm-hmm. Anissa would reassure her that there'd be no <clears> blood. Well, how it, do you know, Anissa? No, she has theories. Okay. Um, that it would just take one stab and Peyton would wither and just disappear like in a video game. Okay. Which right. again, to me, leads credence to the fact that Anissa was the one coming up with this. Yeah, because it sounds like Morgan's the one who's yeah. constantly sort of wavering with it. But, and... Mm. It's just so chilling and devoid of empathy, like, yeah. how they're talking. Like, I'd be petrified to meet an adult like that. And these are 11 and 12-year-olds. Yeah, yeah. Um, they'd also decided that the Slender Man's mansion was somewhere in the Nicolette National Forest, okay. which is just over a 1,000 square miles. Oh, wow. Was that nearby them? Was I think it's like... about 300 miles away. Oh, so it wasn't like... Because I was kind of thinking, like, is that just, like, their local forest? No. Oh. Oh. And, yeah, so they started making lists of what they'd need to go searching for the mansion after the murder. Mm-hmm. They also, on one of the lists, put down that they would need to take cheesecake with them <laughs> yes. for the proxies. Oh, my God. <laughs> but, like, what sort of cheesecake? Yeah, again, like, what What are the, like, parameters for this? Yeah. Are they cubes of cheesecake so Ooh. that you can leave a trail? Oh, yeah, like breadcrumbs. Yes. Or just, like, easier to throw, exactly. I don't know. Or, like, yeah, do you, like, trap them with it? Are you... Draw a circle. Yes. <laughs> um, so I'm just, yeah, it's trying to... Uh, trying to just lighten the... Exactly, uh, this is... Oh, misery, I don't really. want to carry on, to be fair. No. The plan the girls came up with 
was to murder Peyton during a sleepover that Morgan would have for her 12th birthday. Oh, lovely. She said that she had read that killing someone in their sleep was easier as they couldn't scream or thrash around. Okay. They can wake up, though. Yeah. Um, (laughs) And this was Anissa who believed this, sorry. Um, And psychiatrists would later confirm that she didn't seem to grasp that anyone stabbed in this way would wake up. Mm. So again, it's sort of very like childlike. Yeah, and again, they're, they're just living their lives online. They've yeah. got no none of this is rooted in like reality, yeah. and it's all very yeah, like video games, video and... games, movies. Mm. Um, the second reason that Anissa gave was that if you kill someone in your sleep, you don't see yourself in their eyes as you kill them, okay. which is a like necessity because if you do, then you are killing yourself. Right. Which is very much... They're obsessed with Harry Potter. Uh, and I feel like that ties into, like, the Voldemort and splitting your soul. Yeah, and, that's true. Like, that sort of feeling. Mm. So, in the lead-up to the sleepover, Morgan kept close to Peyton, still having sleepovers with her and enjoying their friendship. Oh and gosh. she later pointed out that she had to do this, which well, didn't have to, but no. she thought she had to do this. Mm. Because... They believed that the person they needed to kill had to be someone they loved. Oh so Morgan couldn't distance herself from Peyton. She mm. needed to still love her. Okay. She's so horrible. Yeah. And just very disturbing that they have this very warped view yeah. of things. Like, if you're willing to kill someone, does that not already prove that you don't love them? Yeah. But. Hmm. In the run-up... Uh, Morgan took a mallet into school with her, um, supposedly for protection. Right. So, when school found out, they suspended her for a day. Um, so, yeah, the secretary, while Morgan was waiting to be picked up, heard Morgan talking to herself, and so her dad, Matt, was informed. Okay. Um, he asked her about it, and Morgan told him that she wasn't talking to herself, but the voices in her head. And then she also told him about all the other things, like the colours and the demons she saw. And her mum even heard her talking to herself in her room when she came home. But despite this, both her parents put it down to attention-seeking and trying to get her out of trouble. Despite Matt, her dad, having schizophrenia and surely recognising that this is not... That's a bit of a warning sign. Yeah. Yeah. I'm surprised they didn't... I guess maybe they just didn't want to think didn't that, want that to, could be yeah, the and, case. Yeah. Yeah. Sort of bury their heads in the sand about it. Mm. So, Morgan also is meant to have developed the symptoms of not being able to recognise faces at this point oh, in time. Oh, um, She'd ignore family friends, for example, when they were out, thinking that they were just strangers. And there's a word for it, but I cannot remember. It's like faceosoma or something like that. Ah. Uh. Um... Again, like, her mum just put this down to becoming a moody teenager. And they just never seem to scratch beneath the surface. Mm. Um, Morgan also started laughing in one of her school classes when they were covering the definition of trust, which okay. is just so chilling. Yep. That, um, see, that makes it feel like they kind of know what they're doing and they don't care. Yeah. Hmm. But... By all accounts, though, at this point in time, Morgan just seemed to be completely unravelling into her delusions. Mm. With Anissa in the run-up to the birthday party, her sort of belief in the um, 
Slender Man seemed to waver. Yeah. She would ask Morgan how one of his proxies could eat, as he is supposed to have sliced through his cheeks like the Joker. Oh. So he obviously wouldn't have the muscles to eat or move yeah. his jaw. She also apologised right before for all the time she'd hit Peyton before, but I don't know oh. if that was just to try and get Peyton's yeah. trust at this God. point. Oh, I just looked it up. Apparently it's prosopagnosia? Oh, yeah. Or facial agnosia. That's it. Facial agnosia is the one I'm thinking Yeah. Of. Yeah. Which is horrible. Mm. They just become like... Sounds terrifying. Yeah. Completely mm. generic. Mm. Oh. So, um, the night of the sleepover came around, mm-hmm. May the 30th, 2014. Okay. Peyton's mum had told her that she... Oh, wow. So they were planning this in December. Yeah. And actually didn't... Like, they were planning it for like five months. Yeah. Oh, That's my God. That's a commitment. Yeah, I think that falls into the premeditated category. Yeah. Ooh. So, yeah, Peyton's uh, mum had told her she'd be a bit late to the party if she had a tradesman coming over. So Peyton rang Morgan to let her know, and Morgan's response was essentially, who does your mum think she is to be able to control my party type? Oh, wow. Yeah. Oh. So when Peyton relayed this to her mum, I can't believe she relayed that oh, to no, her mum. Yeah. Her mum started to question whether she should let Peyton go at all. Yeah, I would definitely yeah. go. Well, you're not going then, because well, who does that little shit think they exactly. are? Exactly. Like, that jumped up kid can and then not fair, have a party. She wasn't going to, I don't think, but she relented when Morgan's dad said he could come and pick Peyton up. Oh, I suppose the thing is, is like, it's easy to say, like, oh, if only she'd not let her. But you, they that's wouldn't... such a normal thing to yeah. let your kid do. You can't exactly. live with that, do no. you? And if she hadn't gone they would have found another way exactly. to do it it sounds like they were you know if they'd been planning it for five six months yeah they are then they're just going to give up that no so off Peyton went after kissing her mum goodbye with her doll in her arms oh just like for God, another sleepover she's just a yeah mm. so with Morgan and Issa and Peyton all together they went roller skating mm-hmm. as that was the plan for Morgan's birthday initially okay after skating, they all went back home when Morgan was given her presents. Yeah. Um, she'd started... Oh, no, she had a Star Trek mug from Anissa. Mm-hmm. Well, Peyton had got her a Nerf gun, a stuffed banana toy thing. I'm imagining when they stretch, she squeezed yeah. the banana toys. <laughs> and also some duct tape that had, oh. like, a Haribo bear pattern on it. Okay. This is, yeah, but... but assuming not. At this, Anissa gave Morgan a look... She'd been planning on duct taping Peyton's mouth before she stabbed her, but she'd forgotten to bring it with her. No. Yeah, here was Peyton bringing her own to the party completely what unaware. What the hell? Yeah. They don't, like, use her own duct tape, do they? Luckily, no. Oh, but thank God. That is just, just oh, horrifying. Chilling. Jesus. So when they went up to bed, Anissa told Morgan that with all the skating they'd done, she was now too tired to stab Peyton straight away, so she'd need a sleep first. Oh, poor dear. Yeah. I mean, good, but... Yeah, exactly, but (laughs) at the same time. And so they agreed that Morgan would set her alarm for 2am, where she would wake Anissa to follow through with their plan. Anissa settled down in the same bed to go to sleep with Peyton. Oh, my God. While Morgan went to sleep in a pile of blankets on the floor like a nest. Okay, fair enough. It's how she'd taken to sleeping after learning of the Slender Man oh. and putting like a name to what she saw. Oh, that's odd. I guess it's mm. like, you know how people with like autism that sometimes just want to sleep mm. in like a nest. Yeah. Like a self-comfort thing. Mm, true, I guess, yeah. So about 1.30am, Anissa woke up and seeing that Morgan was awake because Morgan couldn't sleep, she told her that they should do it then. 
Mm-hmm. Morgan, though, told her that she would wake her when it was time and to go back to sleep. Right. She wanted them to be well rested before they went searching for the Slender right. Man. Okay, so like they're going to stab her and then like set off yeah. on. Okay. And yeah, on top of that, like in some odd way, she realised that she'd never be able to have a sleepover with Peyton again after this. Mm-hmm. And she said she wanted to give Peyton one more morning. Oh, that's kind is, of chilling yeah also just like that's not as nice as you're thinking no (laughs) so they all got up in the morning Mm -hmm. and nissa was pissed at morgan right but they came up with another plan they would go to the park and then Uh they would kill peyton in the public toilets so that her blood could go down the drain oh wow then they planned to sit peyton on the toilet and lock the door behind them making it take longer for her to be found and give them more of a head start that's a lot of planning so chilling Mm -hmm. and thought out yeah not yeah wow so when they got to the park after a while they went to the toilet where morgan after ranting for a bit about the slender man and how to become his proxy which i think i'd leave at that point anyway yeah um again not saying peyton should have done i'm not blaming her at all um but yeah morgan held peyton's arms behind her back oh anissa didn't stab her though and at this morgan hissed for her to join her in the next cubicle (laughs) right yeah okay there she insisted that anissa stab peyton as she apparently was the one who knew where to stab okay. to avoid, like, bones and stuff. Hang on, and Peyton is just, like, in the next stall, like, yeah. what the fuck right now? So, um, when they left the cubicle, Morgan told Anissa to do it, but Anissa couldn't. Mm-hmm. And so Morgan asked her if she could just knock Peyton out or something first. They're just saying all of this around Peyton. Yeah. What the hell? Surprisingly, that didn't work. No. And so it- they did try yeah oh god and at this point Anissa apologised for hitting her which I guess Peyton probably wasn't too surprised about because Anissa had hit and bullied her before oh my gosh it was a really abusive toxic friendship then well she wasn't friends with Anissa oh no okay yeah sorry Anissa yeah Yeah. so she yeah she just kind of I think was just like okay well this is what Anissa's like and yeah sort of almost putting up with it for Peyton's birthday oh Morgan's. Morgan, sorry, yeah. yeah. So, Peyton left the toilet, just wanting to go home at this point. Yeah. And Morgan and Anissa stayed behind for a bit, coming up with their third plan. They then told Peyton that they wanted to go to the woods to play at hide-and-seek, which was right. obviously a lie. Mm-hmm. Um, Peyton didn't want to, not surprisingly. No, yeah. But Ken, just like such a little kid, she was convinced to when they said that she could choose what they did oh, afterwards. And she's just too nice. Yeah. So they got into the woods and they played a game of hide and seek, but like normally first, mm-hmm. I guess, to throw off any suspicion and yeah. at least Peyton may have. Mm-hmm. Then on the second go, Morgan started counting, and Anissa led Peyton to an area where she told her to lie down in the leaves on her back to hide. Okay. Peyton refused as she hated getting dirty. Mm-hmm. And she was just fed up at this point, fed up with the game, fed up with those two. Yeah. She didn't want to be there or doing any of this, so she started picking flowers instead. Oh. And Nissa was pissed at this. Mm-hmm. She pushed Peyton over and sat on her chest. Oh my gosh. But then Peyton started screaming, mm-hmm. and Anissa got off her chest as so she couldn't handle people screaming. That sort of like ah, sensory yeah, overload issue. Mm. And then she saw Morgan across the clearing. So she went over and hugged Morgan. 
Mm-hmm. While they were hugging, Morgan gave Anissa the knife, telling her again that she had to be the one to stab Peyton, as she knew how to miss all the bones. Right. Anissa, though, didn't seem to be the one to want to do the actual stabbing, and she told Morgan that she had to do it and to just go ballistic. What? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So Anissa and Morgan got into a bit of a tit-for-tat argument where Morgan said she'd do it when Anissa told her to and Anissa told her to do it when she wanted round and round and round it Oh my like gosh. <laughs> and then getting frustrated Anissa went to leave mm-hmm. and that's when hell broke loose. Ah. She turned round and Morgan was creeping towards Peyton after oh. saying, kitten now. Because obviously she thought Ooh, of herself as a kitten cat. at times. Yeah. When Morgan got to Peyton, she pounced on her, straddling her, and then she told Peyton that she had to do what she was going to to save her own life. Right. And then Morgan started stabbing over and over in a frenzied attack. And this is looking on, confused as to how Peyton was still screaming. Oh, yeah, because she withered away. Yeah, exactly. She should. And Anissa couldn't take the screaming, so she went over to Morgan at this point and told her to stop. Morgan got off Peyton and Peyton started screaming at her, asking why and that she hated her. Hmm. Peyton dragged herself up before saying that she couldn't see or breathe. Oh my god. Asking over and over why and that she still hated Morgan. Oh my gosh. Anissa at this point decided to take Peyton by the arm and lead her deeper into the woods. See that again? This Mm. just feels calculated. Yeah. She told her that she was taking her home. What? Um, and she also told her to lie down and be quiet as she'd bleed less. Right. Fully knowing that she was talking utter shit. Yeah. Morgan came over at this point and tried to clean Peyton's wounds with leaves. Right. But Peyton told her to leave her alone. Yeah. Like, no surprise, you just stabbed her, you shit. Mm. And then Anissa and Morgan got up, told Peyton that they were off to get help and left. Right. Obviously, get help they did not. No. I'm assuming they set off on their jolly little yep. quest. Now, oh. that same morning, there was a charity 5k event nearby. Oh my God. Which, like, yep, Lucky. I'd, I'd have been yeah, there. Yeah, you'd be on that. <laughs> as long as there's a medal afterwards. Um, after the run, one of the runners, Greg Steinberg, was cycling mm-hmm. home. Which, I know there was a time when I would have been at like 5k and then cycle home. You no yeah but now, now just like that's like, only 5k that makes sense yeah. um, so it was just before 10am when he got to a cycle path shortcut that he planned to take mm-hmm. as he turned on the bu- on the path he noticed Peyton in the grass who had managed to crawl and drag herself to the edge of the oh woods which is just incredible wow. Greg obviously stopped I say obviously some people wouldn't mm-hmm. so good on Greg for stopping yeah well done Greg um, and he rushed to her side where she turned to look at him, told him she'd been stabbed, and asked him to help her. Mm-hmm. Trying to stay calm, he dialed 911 on his phone, who had to ask him to repeat what had happened, as they couldn't process straight away that someone had stabbed a little girl. Like, oh. in the area they used to responding to cats stuck up trees, or a burglary, yeah. okay, or this, things this like doesn't that. Happen. Does not happen here. And police officer Dan Clean responded, which... <laughs> Dan Clean. Yeah. <laughs> he responded to the 911 call. And while waiting for a, the ambulance, he asked her who had done this. He asked Peyton who had done this to her. Mm-hmm. Peyton responded that it was her best friend and that she hurt everywhere. Aww. And then the ambulance arrived where Peyton was whisked off to hospital and where surgeons would go on to save her life. Oh, oh yeah. Of course, yeah, she yeah. does survive, thank God. And that's how yeah. we stopped for this week, because oh. my voice is giving yeah, up. Yeah, you're getting a bit curvy. <laughs> so, yeah. And I've got the fun of cycling home in the freezing, like, minus two 
cool. Yeah, and I've got to go pick up my car for oh, the service. Oh, yeah, of course, yeah. But, yeah, that's, well, that's how I leave it. Yeah. And next year we will go on to what happens in the aftermath. Oh, uh, yeah, I guess, yeah, we're... We've only just got to the crime. Yeah, and I guess, yeah, it's almost Christmas. Yeah. We will be having... Oh, it may be the last one before we have, like, a couple of week break over yeah. Christmas. Yeah, so maybe, yeah, I finish think... this one up, yeah. and then we'll have sort of a couple of weeks We may off. do, like, I think, yeah, bonus, maybe, chat episode, we'll talk about it, but just to see you through, maybe, yeah. just to catch up quick one. Yeah, we'll see. see how your illness holds exactly. up. Exactly. If not... It will be a lovely cliffhanger over the Christmas period. Sorry. And we will see you in the new yeah. year after next week. We won't do the we won't do the like Christmas sign off until next week. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Bye.